I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! So we'll, <laughs> we'll kick things off here. Um, this is, of course, Advanced Community Studies, uh, a podcast where we uh, watch and review and analyze uh, the American television comedy, Kumi- yeah, WandaVision. Uh, that's a separate episode. I always chop that off because oh, okay. I love those downloads. Um, uh, uh, watch and uh, talk about the American television comedy community uh, one or two episodes at a time. We are also the premier podcast in the Yahoo Screen podcasting yeah. network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am one of your hosts. TV is Kevin Lanigan, and I would describe myself as a real Minerva. Oh, nice. Oh, wait, I had a list. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? My name is Jace. I use they them <laughs> pronouns. Uh, I like that every time it gets closer and closer to an obnoxious YouTube video intro. You know what hey, what's about? up, guys? <laughs> oh, um, deeply alarming. Um, I just have... <laughs> I have uh, just... Um, oh, I can't use that one now. I just have one question. You know, seriously, though, like, what does space smell like? Great! <laughs> <laughs> I hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. No, I think you hit the right that button. Works. Yeah. Uh, was when you were trying to push. No, I'm curious. I, I was going to hit the Changlorious Bastards one, but I actually fig- I actually figured out my, my uh, intro. So, I'm the daddy host, the third one. The hostess with the mostest kids. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. For this, for this episode, gore blimey. Colby knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good one. Oh, man. You know, I just... Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, there's another quote. I, I wanted to say one... I couldn't... I wanted to say Guten Bye-Bye, but that's totally a sign-off, and that's not a sign-on. <laughs> yeah. Guten Bye-Bye. Guten Bye-Bye. I was um, like... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Boy, I hope you like jokes about Brits and Germans. This is a real xenophobic fucking episodes of Community. <laughs> um... Uh, let's see, just for context for our listeners, we've already talked about WandaVision for an hour, and we are existing in this nether space between receiving the poster for Cruella starring Emma Stone and getting the trailer for Cruella starring Emma Stone. And boy, if you think the group chat was not horny today, (laughs) um, then you don't know us at all. Uh, step on me, Cruella DeVille. Push me, Cruella. It's, it's a hell of a time to be a fan of <laughs> mean ladies with dogs. And, uh, and I, I truly am glad to be living in this particular golden age and learning that we're getting this movie in May. Will it be the first good Disney live-action <laughs> remake of one of their movies? Here's hoping. Who can say? A, Will it be the first? Too. Like, they do this whole one. thing. It's coming out in May. It's in three months. And we have no word of this? We had no, no idea I, this was no, I knew it existed. That second picture I shared with you of her holding dogs is like eight months Has old. been out for months. It's been oh, out for yeah, a that's minute. Been out, that's oh, been okay. out for months with like, in the background, Paul Walter Hauser is there and the other guy. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. I, so I was certainly stunned. I was like, so it's coming out three months ahead of time and just give me no uh, time to prepare. 
You're giving me no time to emotionally prepare for Emma Stone as Cruella de Vil. How dare you? Uh, and uh, I must I must say, you know, Craig Gillespie uh, is directing. I loved I, Tanya, um, and I also really like Lars and the Real Girl, uh, two joints of his. Um, and Emma Stone is a slam dunk as Cruella de Vil, uh, so they will have to actively fuck this up. Let's see, folks, if they can do it. <laughs> Let's see, game fans. <laughs> Let's see if they can actively fuck this up. Back to you, Kevin. Back to you. Um, yeah, so excellent. Anyway, uh, pushing that all out of the way, uh, we've fucking t- talked enough. <laughs> just like strangling each other on mic about one division opinions as it should be. As it should be. Um, as it should be. Dare we just get started here, Respectfully. folks? Respectfully. Respectfully. Stro- ch- stro- choking each other while looking at pictures of Emma Stone is say, Respectfully oh stroking each other. Respectfully. Um, That's a Freudian slip if one has really, ever occurred. Really gay. Uh, paging Dr. Freud. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's, I'm borrowing from WandaVision using old-fashioned sitcoms. I'm borrowing from and just using like the oldest uh, jokes and setups in the Tell world. me why I thought that that was a Brita reference before I went to WandaVision. She definitely mentions Freud and as like the, the primary. And she did the phone call thing for the past. Oh my and God. she did the phone call thing. Uh, check, please. Uh, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> channeling my inner fucking uh, Britta Perry, and I am honored, well and truly honored. <laughs> uh, so let's let's uh, quote unquote kick things off an hour into recording uh, with season four, episode oh. three, conventions of space and time, directed by. Uh, sketch comedy royalty Michael Patrick Jan, uh, written by Maggie Bandur. Uh, in this episode, the gang goes to an Inspector Spacetime convention. Also, Annie pretends to be Jeff's wife in a hotel. Also, uh, Pierce and Shirley are on a uh, focus testing group for an American version of Inspector Spacetime. Uh. And also, special guest star Matt Lucas um, attempts to break up uh, Troy and Abed. Uh, let, let, let me kick off this discussion, this episode, by saying that I think the the cold open of this episode, um, I love. Mm-hmm. Not because of any, like, particular, like, thematic ideas, but it's this sequence where Britta is, like, leaping out the window, changing clothes, running in through the hallway, grabbing her shoes, grabbing the donuts, and the, and the uh, you know, kind of lukewarm payoff at the door is the first moment of season three that has felt new. Yeah, and ex- or season four that feels new and exciting and not a retread of something we've done before. This is a new idea for the television show community. This type of sequence, I think, it's very like energetically well done. Um, and the I the only thing that could have taken it up top is if we had like subbed out the Ludwig score, which is great for like some pop song, but they probably just couldn't afford it. Uh, <laughs> they just didn't have it in the budget. Community uh, not affording good song budget because they use it all in other songs i never uh, no, uh, but, no. but beyond that you know i could go either way about like them trying to like trick abed that they're not having sex i think that like infantilizes abed in a in a particular way that i'm not fond of but i the think we've also is really fact, well done yeah i think we've also touched on the fact that the entire troy and brita romance plot is forgettable probably shouldn't have happened in the first place like seemed like a throwaway bit at the end of season three and season four was like uh let's run with it it, it doesn't th- there's not enough there for it to feel like a like some sort of 
I, I don't gra- I don't grab onto it. Like I find even though that they're dating and they go to the convention together at the dating, uh, you know, they go to the convention while dating and it, it talks about, you know, the boyfriend drama between Troy and Abed. It's and then of course somehow manages to rehash the awful, awful, awful Yes, I am judging you, Jeff and Annie thing. Like we bring it back and I'm just like <laughs> Like we bring it back again, but I just yeah, I I it 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 feels unnecessary. But when I think about the relationship, this open is the only thing that comes to mind because it it is so exciting and just the way that they do the camera movements, like it feels like the community we've grown to love for three seasons is back. Yeah, just like a hot second, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. re- it really pays off well. I think I think this whole episode is pretty well directed. Like the Absolutely. the the convention itself is like really nice. There's a lot of like subtle camera moves, and the frame is always full of like these like <laughs> details I'm not really like paying attention to. But it feels like really filled in. It feels like we're in a space. And I know that this sounds like I'm damning with fate and praise, but I think it's like really well executed. Um, as much as I don't like a lot of the content. Right. of the episode like it's it's internal contents but i think it's well <laughs> executed um i i was using that word and it's you were using it properly. definition <laughs> um but uh, uh but it, it it's well executed by by michael patrick jan and the camera team they, if i'm not in love with any of the story beats that we are attempting i think the small bits in this are what shine because they're truly they feel like the community that we love like i think back to um, where Annie splashes the drink in Jeff's face the first time, right? Uh-huh. And there's that that the the hotel guy that told her about it in the background, perfectly placed in the background, right? Which we've seen several times in the earlier seasons of perfectly placing someone in the background for you to pay attention to them a little bit while there's something in the foreground that's the actual content of what's yeah. happening, where you're supposed to pay attention. And there's the guy from the hotel. She splashes him and he goes, Woo! <laughs> in the background and like just turn around and it's this guy is is very good his like throw off line of like we normally don't concern ourselves with adultery because otherwise hotels wouldn't exist (laughs) is he's a really good drop that's a really good line i don't know this actor i could look it up um but he's he 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 kills this like small part uh he looks like um the husband on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is who he looks like to me, but I'm not going to look it up and corroborate that. Um, <laughs> but it's um, a uh, it's a really good little moment. There are little moments. I like the moment where Jeff and Abed walk into the study room for no reason, flip on the light, Pierce is there. They say we didn't invite him, hey, and they okay. flip off the light again. <laughs> Seriously, but I was watching this. I literally was like, why did they go into the study room in the first place? Just for that scene to happen. Like, they don't even, like, sit down or, like, open a book. Like, Pierce is just in the dark. And then they just leave. Like, they had no reason to come in. And they say, all right, good night. (laughs) Implying that they were leaving in the first place. (laughs) Why did they walk in there? It's uh, just for a scene to take place. (laughs) (laughs) I need my back. They walked in there because they wanted to do this Pierce bit. And so they immediately walk out again. Do you think this Um, was Chevy being like, I want a scene. And they were like, fucking fine. Whatever. We'll just. Doesn't make sense. He's like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't dislike 
the like focus testing subplot it's barely a plot it's like two scenes it's one of those kinds of humor that makes me genuinely angry you know what i'm talking about where it's like when i (laughs) where it's like like yes this is very clearly like conflict 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 like the source of all comedy right but i look at it and i'm like fuck you like i it just makes me hate (laughs) pierce that much more and the only thing that gives me any sorts of resolve is at the end when Abed goes, I hate you. <laughs> sure. I think it's part for the bumper. He's just, I hate you. It's just, oh my God. No, I, I remember this subplot because it makes me furious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it makes you furious. It also, like, because of the way these episodes were shuffled around, this bit where he mentions the blonde with the tennis racket is supposed to be set up for the Halloween episode, not a callback to the halloween episode like it all feels very strange to me this like the the order of operations that like we do this two episodes in a row the pierce blonde tennis racket thing i Um, almost like it better as a setup honestly because then it seems like he's been sitting on it for a while and then he's been fine because he comes into the room where he's like we want your opinion and they're like and he's like finally i can tell them about my tennis racket girl you know it's (laughs) that pays off a little better than that but yeah definitely that's um that's all there is this was um (laughs) when when they went to comic-con with the new showrunners uh uh moses and port um this was and they wanted to like assure the community fans in the audience that like the show wasn't going to change we understand you inspector space-time convention was their big opening declaration this was their like don't worry you're in safe hands we're gonna do inspector space time convention but this episode is such a perfect encapsulation of what doesn't work for me about inspector space time like i think it's a cute thing that troy and abed do but the show community never turns it into anything other than a light parody of doctor who yeah and parody is even stretching it it's just this show's doctor who yeah and and that's all it ever is so like them going to a convention doesn't mean anything because it's just like kind of (laughs) kind of doctor who um it never turns into like a full galaxy quest like we've created a new Star Trek with its own identity and its own idea. Uh, Galaxy Quest, great movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Community, across uh, now two seasons, has not done anything with this kernel other than it's Doctor Who. Yeah. (laughs) It's Doctor Who. I mean, it it also feels like they were leaning into what they thought slash knew was popular at the time, right? That's one of the things we've also talked about with this season so far is... They tend to lean on jokes that are timely, uh, which they do in a lot of the episodes, even before season four. But season four especially is like super timely to a fault in that sometimes it's like we don't know if these are going to be lasting references. Like like uh, I'm thinking of something from the next episode we'll get into. Uh, there's an Arizona joke. And when I heard it, I was like – Oh, yeah, I remember that legislation thing passing that one time back in 2000-whenever what that was. <laughs> and I was just like, this joke does not read the same way. It feels like it feels like a throwaway joke that they would put on like like some late-night show where they're like, hey, political humor, wah, 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 right? It just felt out of place. And 
Doctor Who was like super big around this time and like coming yeah. back into its revivalist like massive geek culture pedestal and so it felt like they were like well, let's just lean into that kind of thing and play with that and it just it there wasn't there, it, they created a lot of space without having like footholds you know they created a lot of space but they didn't have a lot of enough time time <laughs> except they did have a lot worst. of time <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we we understand <laughs> yeah i'm, we I'm well aware too. i'm well aware uh daddy host you've been pretty quiet uh any thoughts on this episode this episode bothers me because a lot of it feels really like dated yeah uh strangely uh-huh. like i don't know when the particular argument about having a female doctor who happened but i remember the, after like, this sure so i remember the like the awful shit that 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 awful conversations that that shit sprouted and this episode's like really really free with like calling the only female inspector space time a bitch and like that she was terrible and that's that sucks because there's no like qualification given for it save that it was a woman yeah Abed says not because we're sexist but because she was terrible and it's like how many times have we heard people being sexist use that as their excuse sure and i don't think that like it makes much sense for abed because as a person who uh, ostensibly in imbibes a lot of media because imbibes is the only word i could think of (laughs) he's never been like this that's this season though so get (laughs) buckle up but like he's never been Uh like this like if something's bad he loves it he's fine with it at the very least or he loves it at, at the normal. And so, like... Right, he watches Kick Puncher and obsesses right? over this, like, terrible franchise of movies. <laughs> right, and, like, uh. he also points out that Inspector Spacetime is dumb, but he loves it when he encounters it. And so, like, it's so weird. It's such a I weird can't... exchange. And when it's added to Toby, who is being an asshole, who Ugh. also agrees with it, it just turns Abed into this weird... Like, enabler, this, like, sideline, like, eh, it's not that bad. He's just saying it because of this, not that. Like, he's justifying Toby, who feels way more like a character that we've all seen on Twitter. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, a real-life man. Toby is a real-life man, and he's talking about the Snyder Cut every day. (laughs) I also felt really weird about the way that he's saying, like, the neurotypicals as kind of portraying him in this, like, like is like a Nito way. Well, yeah, like, but also like, there's so much. Like, there's so much Homo like, around like, you know, like people that are not neurotypical already. Like that's such like there's so much like difficulty in representation as showing them as just fucking human. Like they're fucking people, right? And then to have right. it be like, oh, we're actually gonna have someone that's decidedly not neurotypical, but we're also gonna have him look down on neurotypicals as if that's not a complete flip of what the actual reality of the situation is. It just felt... Yeah, it it felt, feels bad. It feels real it was, bad. And it then, was very clearly they were like, okay, let's get an actor from Doctor Who and put him on this Doctor Who convention thing. Sure. And sure. they were like, well, what do we do with them? And like, I don't know, put a wrench in Troy and Abed and make him kind of a icky guy. And it just it just feels right. like they leaned into they Weird. leaned into the worst parts of nerd culture. Like the group of boys following Britta around 
And then she turns around and she shoes them away, and they're all like, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, like, some fucking... I also think Troy and Britta's relationship is better received if not given uh, this episode, like, to kick it off, right? Like, the first time we sure. really see them really interacting as a couple, and then it's like, go to this place that's super sexist, and, like, Troy's going to have a huge, weird breakdown that makes a little sense, but not as much sense as they want it to make. And then on top of that, the other thing I was thinking about how to address, which is why I was quiet, is I feel like Anna, Anna, <laughs> I feel like Annie and Jeff's storyline oh. is also very weird and very gendered and very like... This makes me want to go to hell. This ep- like That plot line makes episode. me wish I was in hell. I would rather drink Malort than watch this episode. That's, the, that's where I firmly sit. Wow. This is, I think you're right that this, you're both correct, that this episode feels so gendered in a weird, old-fashioned way. It's so old. The community really doesn't, like, it's gone into a couple times. I don't want, like, there's that, you know, the the trampoline episode is like a very gendered episode and and tries to tackle these ideas of gender in a flawed sort of way. But this feels like, oh, Troy is doing girl stuff, and that's what's funny. Like, Annie, this, how does Annie... How does any fucking person who identifies with Annie, who likes the Jeff Annie ship, how do you not, how do you watch this episode? This is fucking embarrassing for her. This is so upsetting for this character, for me. It's upsetting for Britta too, though, because if we look at what's going on with Abed and Troy, right? And Troy is, you know, naturally focusing on his relationship with Abed because that's what the function of their relationship is at the convention. But like, Troy straight up is like, let me ditch my girlfriend right now. The whole time, casting her aside, you know, the whole thing is like, is like, they make the episode out to being like, he's bringing his girlfriend to the convention. And we should see that. And we don't have any time for us to see when they're working. And the first thing we see is uh, is Britta just kind of being sidelined to help Troy out with Abed. And it does not feel like a relationship. There is no reciprocation of affection or emotional, like, comfort. There's none of it there. It doesn't make... Also, it's a heel turn. The opening of this episode is them, like, being a couple and making a decision as a couple to, like, hide it from their friend because they think it would make their friend more happy, which is, like, something that couples do sometimes. Like, it's a very, like, we're a couple, we're working, we're figuring things out, we're problem solving together. And then, like, let's go here, and the show leans into Troy and Abed, and, like, this is we're in our fourth season. For the last three seasons... The Troy and Abed thing has been suggested, but most times it's like them in a looking for a mouse or whatever, and then being like, "We hang out too much together," or like they're just jealous, you know? Or they're like just they're... jealous, exactly. It's just like yeah. a one line, like, "Oh, they're really close and it's cute," and like that's it. Yeah, we'll bet you and did. then Britta literally calls <laughs> her boyfriend. She says to her boyfriend to go get his to go get your boyfriend. It's just. Not that I don't just, think that that's cute because, like, I find that cute. That's just what it is I'm cute. into. But, it like, would be cute if it wasn't piled onto the rest of this heap of an right. episode. It also just, like, defies yeah. one of the things that they play with in the episode is it's, like, a loose, like, it's, it's they're playing with that early to mid-2000s, like, bromance trend that we saw. And they yeah, they where it's like, oh, we're they, not gay. We're two buds that yeah, like each other, but, but they, we're not. We're not gay. It went a little too explicit for me, and it kind of ruined a little bit of the charm that they had going for them. 
that is not to say that I fully love the idea of like the gayness within all of that, but it just it feels like they're undercutting all this work that they did to be subtle and playful and cheeky about it to just be a little bit too on the nose. Can I talk about the Troy and Abed dynamic for a second? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well, shit. All right, retired. Uh, anyone uh, next? Um, okay, so this episode so fundamentally misunderstands what has been the appeal of these two as the breakout characters of this show as a dynamic as troy and abed this this episode so fundamentally misunderstands what is appealing about that because up until this point the the idea is that troy and abed are inseparable right is that like when when the closeness of their dynamic is called out they just stand by each other they say you're just jealous when a when uh, it in 21st century romanticism when they're both after the hot librarian where any other show would have this be a division between the two and they would start fighting they instead decide that they are both going to date her right that is such a beautiful inversion of the lazy annoying trope that you would see is that you know we need to create conflict for no reason and the only um, time they ever had like real conflict they made it into a two-part like epic blowout like one of the best episodes of the entire show yes. is like we're going to do pill if if troy and Abed are going to fight if, the, if something is going to become between Troy and Abed, not only are we going to sow the seeds of that three episodes in advance, uh-huh. but it's going to be a blowout, knockdown, drag out episode. Over something and that so, is in such defiance of other blowouts within the, that kind of friendship. Yes. And, and Troy and Abed is so appealing because on so many of these other shows, they will just have the friends fight because they needed a plot. For the episode, but they never did that with. It's Troy. Nick and Schmidt. So, they just fight, and you're like, "Yep, that makes sense." Yeah, Nick and Schmidt are great because they fight and they like love each other. But that's part of the Nick and Schmidt right, exactly. thing. It's not um, whereas like it's a little more annoying when like JD and Turk fight on scrubs. It's it's more <laughs> annoying when that happens because that is like a loving dynamic, and that's just like okay, fine. You need the conflict for this episode. I know it'll be resolved by the end of the episode, but to just have fucking matt lucas who i have nothing against but like is no donald glover to come in and just like oh and now this these two are fighting for just the reason that matt lucas is here it sucks it fucking sucks it also playing into the gender thing that we've been noticing and also further reduces britta to being just something that got in between troy and abed and they play into that and it's like that is so not who or what britta is that's and not her Britta role, wouldn't that's not her. do the gender dynamic of, like, Troy, you're the woman in this scenario, you know? Like, that's not true to... Like, honestly, at the beginning, where, like, Britta's trying to do the subterfuge, and then Abed's like, I oh, know you two are dating, I just like donuts. Like, that is actually a nice version of this dynamic, I think. That's That, cute. like, this is, like, they think they need to do it, but Abed's hip to it. He doesn't... He doesn't actually care. You think Abed's going to care because you see Abed as this fragile thing, but Abed's going to subvert you and say, no, I don't care. It's fine. You two are having sex. I'm an adult (laughs) man. (laughs) Also, I'm thinking Uh, of, like, Britta being like, oh, I've seen that face before, even though we know explicitly from an earlier episode that Britta has a hard time connecting with other girls. She doesn't have female friends. She doesn't have female friends. So to have female friends in the circumstance where they would discuss, like, boy problems, boy issues— bathroom talk 
as we see she struggles with, it it's yeah. like it feels it just it feels like defiant. Caleb, are you saying something or are you muted? Was I muted myself? Yeah, I said this episode is broken. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to a beautiful Simmons uh, pastiche. Zero for winger. Oh, I get it. That's what I was getting at. Debate 109, the last time the Jeff and Annie dynamic was uh, palatable to my brain. Uh, It was a fun (laughs) episode when they kiss and then they dropped it. Literally. Um, (laughs) They dropped it on the ground. Um, Anyway, we we digress. I think this episode's... Yeah, this episode's fucking embarrassing for Annie. Shirley doesn't get anything to do. Um, not a fan. <laughs> I will. Shirley I will is say. an object that Pierce plows through as he destroys something that they're posting up to be sacred. It honestly makes more sense if Shirley is the one who's like, "Oh, I've seen that look before." You know, I like that. Yeah. Uh, they, they're yeah. gonna think you're crazy. Like that makes so much more sense if it's and Shirley. It make, I know that Troy is dating for, Britta, but well, it would like, also make sense for Troy to like, yeah, be resistant to that advice because he's like, "Shut up, Shirley. You're not my mom." Like that way would work. Would work. Way <laughs> you're not better. Shirley, and Shirley is not my mom. But, but I think also Troy would like Troy would more likely go to Shirley, ask her about it, and then be like, yes. "You don't know what you're talking about." Nah. That would have been great. And then, and then put Britta in the room with Pierce. That's fine. That's fine. And that have Britta, Britta it up. Yes, that works. Yeah, that works. Hey, uh, community writers from eight Let's years ago. Let's remake I got, a season real quick. Got some notes. Yeah, reshoot uh, Game of Thrones season eight. Reshoot community season four. Could you imagine uh, remake if the, the last Jedi is just like a retcon of season four? <laughs> <laughs> if the gang goes back in time and does the gas leak here again. Uh, oh my god. What if I, that's not what, what if, I want, but what that if would the, be what wild. If, what if the movie is so good that it makes them enough money to make another season, and what they do in the movie is they go back and, like, and like an offshoot, like just just in case it doesn't make that much money, just as an offshoot, they go back in time and fix the gas leak, and then come back and carry on with the movie. But then the movie is wildly successful, and then we get a new season four after the gas leak's been fixed. It's oh, just it's like it's, an alternate it's just timeline. Community season four point two. Yeah, that gets into so much of like what makes the modern Terminator franchise a fucking trash fire is that they every Terminator <laughs> yeah. movie for the last thirty years has been. What if we rewrote the previous Terminator movies that weren't Terminator Two? And I was like, just make a new movie for the love of God. Uh, but I know we're just we're doing fun hypotheticals. Yeah, um, and that's <laughs> that's completely okay. I actually uh, am definitely I, against any time travel in actuality in any um, community. <laughs> like you like real time travel, like I like genuinely like we. Did, that does oh, break the universe in a way they haven't done. You know what right, I mean? It's like no, no, no. Like, we can't do this. We've we've addressed multiple timelines in uh, the 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 model UN, and then we saw the darkest timeline episode. That was cute, but that was all hypothetical theory. That wasn't actually something that actually happened. Oh, in the full okay. Game. So I changed my theory, or not my theory. My like, you should yeah. do this. I change it. They have to go through dim- timelines for whatever reason and interact with the bad timeline. And they okay. they somehow interact with the timeline where the gas leak never happened. And they just kind of run into each other from season four doing normal shit. And they're like, huh, this feels comfortable. And then they go back. <laughs> I mean, God. I don't know. I also think that we've seen in season four itself them playing with the the idea of the uh the, the the time the the darkest timeline stuff like they just it's just leave it alone just leave it alone <laughs> yeah. 
Largely. Please let it just, die. Just please leave um, alone. It was great when it happened. Leave it there. <laughs> uh, speaking of things being great when they happened and leaving them there, season four, episode four, uh, alternative history <laughs> of the German invasion, directed by Steven Sushita, written by Ben Wexler. Uh, in this episode, the Germans uh, return from the foosball episode, except they sub out Nick Kroll uh for the silicon valley guy uh and uh, i'm sorry sir i don't know your name um and uh, ross hanneman our, is and, from uh, silicon valley ross hanneman there you go um in uh in, in the first uh history <laughs> man silicon valley that was a funny show um never finished it but seasons i watched who doggy uh the the uh, in this episode, it's the first, the, somehow the beginning of their history class with Malcolm McDowell. Uh, they uh, decide to look at history from different perspectives, and there becomes a turf war uh, over uh, the study room. Oh my god, land so right. by this should have come so much earlier in the season. <laughs> this should have, it was supposed to be the second one, and now it's the Naturally. fourth one. So you're like, what the f- like they're just taking this class now oh uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's fine it was not the fault of the people that made the show um That's true. and uh so uh yeah a world war Two parody uh breaks out um it's fine so strange. i will say <laughs> joke joke i love from this episode this is just very particularly catered to my tastes uh when the when russ hanneman uh, says, uh, he starts laughing and he says, this reminds me of something from the German version of the nanny. And he refers to the main character as Fran line. Good joke. <laughs> good, good, good reference to both the nanny and my knowledge of the German language. Excellent. Excellent joke. I, That's all I got. For also, I do. I do like that. He takes the moment and goes, it wouldn't translate. And I, I there's something translate. really fun about that moment to me that I really enjoy. Um, it's, it's good. I think actually, I wrote down. I w- I started like keeping tabs on little things that I like want to remember because I know otherwise I'll forget about them. And For naturally, sure. of course, here's the thing: with <laughs> these episodes so far, consistently, the one character that does not let me down is the dean. <laughs> like throughout all of Jim, before, Jim just crushes, dude. And he's got Jim this crushes. one line where because we've got, of course, we've got Chang in the in the dean's office, and you see him open the door. And goes, and I still have those pants. True story. <laughs> oh, we have fun. <laughs> ah! And, then, and, then, <laughs> oh, and just a shriek when he sees. But just that, like, no, we have fun. I was like, I know that bitch. Like, what a great line delivery. It was so good. Um, and then he, and then they go. Jim and they make runs. Uh, really, Sorry, go ahead. They they just make a joke about Dean dressing up has always been like so fun for me, and I love that. I'm just kind of this like abandon and it's goofy because he's being goofy. It's not goofy because haha, it's a man in a dress. Although they are, yes, they are playing into that, but sure. a little bit different um, because they're also, then, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, but that's they, not the only people? joke. The, it's not the only exactly. joke that it's, it's a man not the in only dress. thing that they're saying. And then they have the audacity for him to say something like, you know, the students aren't so unstable here, blah, 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 blah. And then they do the quote, like the, like, contradiction joke right where then she walks in with his like um put that in the closet and that, that in the on, fridge on, and, and it's like a chiquita fair. banana yeah outfit. very much and i'm that. like and i was like that a chiquita really mean to like be regard to like to make because then what it does is it, it it implies that the audience is supposed to look at him as unstable for wearing costumes and that right, I which like. is that I don't He's like for this stable. character that I... He's not unstable because he does drag. 
Right, that's a separate thing. Yeah. That's 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 garland on the fucked up salad. You know, that's some fucking that's garnish. Sorry, I use garland. Judy Garland um, on the fucked up salad. And and like a, I know it's like a bit, but like a Chiquita banana outfit is not implausible for like what like that's not so absurd based on what we know the dean to do. I think Jim does a lot with some bad material in this episode. I think sure. the material is bad, but Jim is a fucking pro. Jim, Jim is a fucking killer and he can take anything and just make it fucking work. Even in this episode where he's just this Changnesia set up plot line that just goes fucking nowhere. We are now four episodes into this season and we've, what is this? What is the story What's that you're trying to tell? What are we doing? What is happening? What are we doing? What is the purpose of this? Who What's am I? What's happening? What, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Who thought it was a good idea to do it? Why is it multiple episodes? And if they thought it was such a good idea, exactly. Why did it take them so long to just fucking do it? Ugh. Right, because even if these episodes aired in order, like, he's not, Chang is not in the Halloween episode or the space-time convention episode, so it would still take four episodes to, like, get him introduced to the study group. And so, like, <sighs> what is the point? It's just, like, it's such a, it's a bad mistake that they just take way too long to never correct. Yeah, <laughs> they just, a, they go oops, so no, no. in on it. And it does not go. Uh, I I have nothing, like, truly against this episode. It's just that it doesn't make me laugh. That's my problem with it, is that I'm like, oh, this is perfectly, like, watchable. I'm a sucker because, like, people doing... I took six years of German, and so, like, people doing German accents and also, like, German language slash society culture jokes fucking work. Like... Fucking Angela Jerkles works really well. It's even that's better good. that that's immediately followed by Troy being like, "Someone tunes the channel to USA because so I just got a someone just got a burn notice." Like fuck, yeah, like, like those work <laughs> really well. Burn um, notice starring Michelle Slater. Yeah, she is in that. She is on Burn Notice. Oh, uh, yo, I I show mess- breaks itself so many times. I messaged y'all a couple of times. <laughs> this over the last week but my wife watches chicago pd uh and chicago fire and there's an episode of chicago fire where fuck i can't think of her name but slater uh lauren stamile oh yeah lauren stamile shows up (laughs) we're sitting in the living room uh just me my wife and our new baby and i like verbally vocally was like she was like what i was like nothing Nothing. <laughs> uh, just the fucking, like, ape part of my brain leapt to the forefront for a second. Uh, have, all right, so I know, I know I have done something similar, and I will tell this story to put myself on an even uh, keel with Caleb. Jace, you. have you ever, while watching something, made it just an involuntary sound because of the attractiveness of a person who entered the frame? Don't fucking lie to us. You know you have. Especially if it's with another person. Uh, just like, again, the lizard brain went forefront for a second. And um, you were just like, <laughs> I was like trying to think of, like, I was, I, I'm thinking because I'm trying to think if I can benchmark, like, the, an actual, yes, I have absolutely done that. I don't, I can't remember a specific Remember the time, specific moment. But I've definitely done that, yes. Sure. I'm clean. Um, I will. I, I will come clean about mine. About thank my you. own. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I. You know. This is a, a, a safe space uh, for everyone, and I. I want. 
like it, it's important to me as a human that I also share my own insecurities and failures so that other people feel like they're not alone in theirs like I do in mine you know what I mean <laughs> um, it's it's important that we share these things and it gets recognized as like a human condition uh, because I will tell you when I was watching the major motion picture uh, the wolf of Wall Street um, and <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> And I think anyone that's seen that motion picture can already see where this conversation is going. Uh, but boy, howdy, uh, Margot Robbie in the major motion picture, The Wolf of Wall Street, at least once. I just, again, it's just like an involuntary, like, huh. <laughs> just like, um, so I will, I will cop to that. Um, Appreciate you. Probably couldn't pick out a scene. There are multiple. Choose one. It, it, it just happened. It's an involuntary. I, I just, again, I just, think I think the reason why I'm struggling to think of a time where it was, like, an involuntary moment is because, like, so frequently when I'm watching stuff with my other, like, Judys, like, we watch stuff, and we, like, don't even hide it. We're just, we just will look at each other and go, <laughs> Well, that's how it should be. See the that's jaw great. that human? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good fucking mince onion on that jaw. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I be an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and we're just like, you know, we're watching, we're watching, I don't know, uh, uh, I don't know, Zoe's, we can be watching literally anything and we will react to it like we're watching a drag performance. Just like, if something makes us excited, we will scream at the TV, start, like, I think that's a much healthier way to live. I think just like not being ashamed of that and letting yeah. that out with like people that are mutually in on it, yeah. not like subjecting no, someone no, 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 to no, it. No, 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 no. You don't. But do everyone being on the same page. No, yeah, it's the exactly. reason why we call it pride. Hell yeah, um, and that's that's a much healthier way to be. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, let it out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I have a I have a moral question for the two of you. A based moral upon question. This episode, okay, fine. This episode being a little unclear. It's unrelated to the previous topic. I understand that that was a bad segue on my part. <laughs> so in this, uh, when when Troy pops out of the cave, wearing a gas mask, uh -huh. and suggests that the study group was about to tear gas the Germans. Well, they also said that. Um, but I was that because I think the episode is unclear. Was that part of the ruse? <laughs> Why, like, was, or were they going to tear gas the Germans? See, here's, no, I don't think they were actually going to tear gas them. Because it doesn't make sense with their actual plan. So I was like, wait, was that there? Here's the other thing. We also, we also, uh, uh, the, my question when that happened was, did someone not tell Troy? That it was the joke. What the plan that was? The plan. Did Troy because acquire tear no gas? There's no way that Troy would react. That we've seen Troy be a bad actor when he's pretending to lie to people frequently, and yeah. he's very genuine in his like. Oh, they caught us, right? Yeah, and we know that Troy would have been like, "Oh no, you caught us!" Like we've seen him do that. So I was like, "Did did someone forget to tell Troy, or did they intentionally not tell Troy so that he didn't mess it up?" But then why is he wearing a gas mask? Well, it could have it could have also not been tear gas, right? It could have been like it seems very Troy to put like stink bombs, or or snake in a can. Oh, <laughs> also, is it a little uncomfortable that they are going to gas the Germans? 
the Germans in an episode that is not shy about the Nazi thing? Is it a little I, uncomfortable that they were gonna gas the Germans? As like a, I mean, it is an interesting flip. But sure. <laughs> that's the way to describe it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I just yes. this whole episode's bizarre. They, they, they also the one other joke that I that I catch that makes me go wait what uh, is when the Germans refer to Hogan's heroes as Hogan's villains. That's a good joke. It's a good joke. I like that's a joke. I like that. It's also joke. really fucking uh, weird because also it uh, there's so many times watching it in a contemporary lens where it goes oh my god are we the Germans? I was expecting them to go, oh my god, wait, are we the bad guys? Because that's totally what they should Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? It should be like, oh my god, the United States are the bad guys. Because, oh, oh, what was I saying? Oh no, it's leaving. Um, oh, because, I got it. Germans. Germans are like, very good at like, the accountability. Like, they're very much like, they teach the Holocaust. Yeah, Germans don't fuck around They're with like, that. No, and by we the, I, did like, some fucked up things. We need to have a, some sense of self-accountability. And so for them to also be the joke, like, ha, the Germans say, like, the Germans are still the bad guys. It's like, at the same time, it's like Germans also have a sense of humor. When people make the Germans the bad guys, they go, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we are the bad yeah, guys. We, yeah, we fucks that up. <laughs> if you kind uh, of had guy who was kind of a good talker and convinced us that we were the best in the world, and then... We found it, we found it. Was, I mean, also, it was I think the part of this episode that makes me the most idea. uncomfortable is how genuinely upset Pierce gets that nobody considered him to be the Hitler of the group. Yeah, it's a you know, joke. Like, it's, it's, a, it's supposed um... to be like, haha, it's funny, he just wants attention so badly that he's willing to call himself Hitler. But it's like, no, no, you're accidentally stumbling <laughs> on something really fucking accurate. Yeah. And I don't... That uh... is, um... Well, well, it's a, it it's was a... real. <laughs> right but like that joke and the tear gas joke are a lot of what i have an issue with in season four is that i'm like i feel like in community seasons one through three i always knew where the joke was and who it was on Uh uh-huh and in a lot of in these two episodes in particular i'm like Okay, but who's what's the joke? <laughs> what's the punchline? And who is is a person? Who is it punchline? directed at? Like in in one through three, I always knew where Troy's dumb guyness it's- was in relation to the literal space they were occupying. But in this episode, I'm like, was it's he? Literally the <laughs> was he going to telling magnitude? You know they're laughing at you, right? <laughs> sure. Like this whole thing, it's like, well, uh, oh, this is the episode with the thing I was talking about earlier with uh, the Arizona joke. He goes, this is America, not Arizona. And it was it's a reference to uh, this legislation that passed in Arizona around that time that basically said uh, a police officer can kind of pull you over if you look like you don't have papers. Right. That basically yeah. said, um, you know. Or that was that, the famous Arpeo. Yeah, it was the profiling law, basically. Yeah. And then, of course, they go on uh, with the with – the, with the, it's, it's like – a ton, like something we've heard over and over and over again with these discussions, but they tried to make it funnier than it really was when, uh, and then Ab is just like, and I lied to his face. And then Troy says, it's okay, you were just following orders. Fucked up. It's a, it makes <laughs> that joke. Like, the thing is, like, at this point, the number of times where we have made, in, in the cultural zeitgeist currently, right, where we're like, yeah. just following orders is literally what, the Nazi said is, and that's is not a good excuse <laughs> in that moment. 
but it hits different, you know? I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think because there's probably more awareness. Now, I mean, it, I'm sure if somebody was aware at the time, it would have hit just as, like, ouchy. Like, it would not have felt good. Right. And... It was 2013, and uh, many of us were naive about the presence of Nazis in our midst. Right. Um, and there's... I there's another weird quibble I have because th- this show has not been um, uh, lenient to the idea that the study group are self-involved, that, that they are frequently make everything about them. Um, that's not a new idea that they introduce at the end of this episode. The part where I draw an issue is that the study group are like, we need to give something back to Greendale. And I'm like, motherfucker, four episodes ago, you stopped a guy from blowing up the school. They stopped a liter- like a stormtrooper rampage on campus at the end of season two. What more does the study group have to give to Greendale <laughs> before they're in the clear? <laughs> like what? Like it's not that they've not given back to this school. It's it's they. There was a flashback uh, montage that they really wanted to do that is really great, and then they ran a little too far with it. Like. Um, <laughs> like they came to Gar- the wrong conclusion, right? Garrett running up to the room, being like, "Like, oh no, I need to get. I I signed out the the study room for this time." And then, um, what's his name? Oh my god, the curly hair, the turtle, Todd. Todd. Todd, Todd goes. They lost a pen. The doy Todd. <laughs> the doy. But they and they reference the bottleneck episode, right? And they show yeah. it from the outside in. And and then Todd says they can't find a pen. Just to show the absurdity of the outside looking in on what that episode really was and how that looked like to the other students. I love that kind of trope. That's, that, that's a good moment. That's a really great moment. And they do it a, a couple times and then they add in some other ones with like Jeff wearing some like some ice like a, stuff. And like again, a Christy Yamaguchi. it just feels like, yeah. ha we got we got the leading man to wear makeup. And I'm like, this is not the spirit of the show. Right, the spirit of yeah. the show for so many other seasons, it, it, it is complicated. Yes, but it at least feels like there's some sort of like it. It doesn't. It just feels more homophobic, and I can't explain it. <laughs> no, it feels. I mean, these two episodes, like I get weird homophobic, xenophobic vibes from. Like we did at the end of History 101, where I was like, we've crossed the threshold from commenting on a trope to just doing it like we like all those times that someone does or says something offensive and they're like it's satire and i'm like it can't be satire if you just do it that's not that's not satire is you can't just say it and then say satire that's not the rules (laughs) that's not how it works yeah fuck uh jesus uh yeah uh you know um fucking when is south park gonna have to reckon with its rampant anti-semitism never, they're never going uh, to have to. they're never they're going never to reckon. i listened to a really funny not funny but like illuminating episode of something that had matt stone and trey parker on it trey stone and matt yeah. parker yeah no you had it right the first time okay them on it and it was talking about like their inspirations and their goals and yada 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 but there was one moment where they were like you keep pushing the like you keep pushing you keep towing the line like when do you think will you'll cross it and they were like we don't know we thought we would cross it ages ago and it hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet but we've both made like full two full conjoined family plans that like when it happens we're going to like 
go somewhere. Like we're gonna go on vacation. <laughs> they have for bug a out month. bags for when their bigotry yeah. comes back to my bite mind. them. And I think it's one of those things because, like, first of all, I think people that care about accountability have literally just went fuck it. It's a lost cause at this. We're point. never gonna get. We're South never. Gonna we're never gonna South get Park. Capone. We're gonna have Meanwhile, to get Matt Stone and Trey Parker on tax fraud. Right. That's how we're. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get Capone. You've got, I have the number of times where people are like, "Well, yeah, well, what about South Park?" And they bring it up as some kind of fucking gotcha. Whenever I'm like trying to be fucking serious about like accountability culture, yeah. you know, and or not even I don't want to say accountability culture, cancel right, culture, yeah, it's consequence <laughs> culture, you know, like you right. you did a you did a fucked up thing. There's consequences. Grow up. <laughs> you white. did a oops. Yeah. Well, well, well. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions, what will you understand? Your your actions have consequences. What is that? that <laughs> I love that kid. That, that, that kid? beautiful oh child. Oh my god! Where is he now? Uh, a star. Um, I hope he's life. actually living a quiet life. I hope that after all that, I hope he's. I hope he's happy. I hope he's quiet, and I hope he's his true self. Sammy Sonic fan. I. I hope you're doing okay, bud. We salute. Um, than the guys. Shout out to you. Uh, and this is not the first time we've addressed like the South Park concerns, but right. like right. the amount of like rampant transphobia, homophobia on that fucking show. Um, rid- unconscionable. The like, the watch any episode featuring the Chinese food restaurant, and you're like, how are these two not in jail? <laughs> how are these two? How have you not gone to prison for this? And it was really to- interesting listening to that podcast because like they were both very aware, and they were like, mm-hmm. we've been trying to find the limit on this fucking thing, and. We- which cancel me. Is, which Do is it. interesting. It's interesting because it's both. It's a little bit of that. Yes. It's a little bit like okay, fuck you guys. You keep just keep pushing it. But it's also like I'm a little bit sad for them because they're like we want to just hit the spot where it's we gone too far and it's over, but we can't fucking I, find it. Like they, it, <laughs> I can't. I can't Quit. imagine they enjoy it anymore. <laughs> and they're just like, but we can't stop. Well, they remember when Trump got elected and they were like, we don't know how to make this show because like. Everything he does is already ridiculous. Because we're Republicans and we know where our bread is buttered. We know what our audience <laughs> is for South Park, so we're not going to fucking make fun of Trump anymore. Right. Um, they know who their core audience is. Um, At which point and, I'm like, uh, okay, maybe I don't know. Um, stop encouraging them. Like, if you found out your right. fan base was Nazis and you yourself weren't a Nazi and your decision was, eh, I'll just let them have it. It's fine. You're actually a Nazi. You don't think you're a, no- right. you're a Nazi. At what right. point are they like, going to go, oh, we're actually feeding the beast. We should just absolutely. stop instead of waiting to be canceled. Cancel yourself! Fuck! Yeah. And you're yeah. you're about just to quit. hear me give... Yeah, quit. You're, you're about to hear me give Seth MacFarlane some credit, which is rare. Um, but, like, as, cool. as much as Family Guy encroaches on a lot of this same, like, unconscionable territory... And it does breach at it least, so often, yes. At least Family Guy will have, a, like, once every three seasons, like, a character will turn to camera and be like, you guys are fucking homophobes. <laughs> like, at least yeah. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. Every, once every 30 years, they have, like, Brian turn to camera and be like, you guys are fucked up out there in TV land. Um, and that's the last time. I uh, just, I mean, give, I also uh, find that some credit. such a cop out. Disingenuous. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not, it's disingenuous. It's, it's, Which it's is interesting. It's like, uh, see, if we point out that it's fucked up, then we can just keep doing it. It's like, you're still doing the thing, though. Right. 
As opposed to Family Guy, which wants to have it, like, both ways, they want to have, like, oh, we're gonna make all the homophobic, anti-Semitic jokes, but then we're gonna say, like, but the people that hold these beliefs are wrong. And it's like, well, you can't, like, you've just put a horrible Jewish stereotype on screen. You can't then say the audience is wrong. (laughs) Like, that's not how this goes. No, that's not how this works. works. Um, You're enabling them and then fake shaming them. It's like, fuck off. Stop jerking yourself off and calling yourself self-righteous. It's stupid. You're lighting the house on fire and then saying, like, we need to pay firefighters more. Good on these guys. Um, It, fine, horse (laughs) hockey. Obviously, we're very interested in this episode of Community. Obviously, we're just fucking, like, fascinated by it. Um, It's cool to see everyone in German outfits. They should have done it for the boys, too. The boys should have been in Lederhosen. I, again, we're doing, like, a weird gendered thing. (laughs) We're doing, like, a weird, we're gonna put the girls in fetish outfits, and the boys are gonna be wearing normal clothes. Troy should be in later It's so weird that that's the, like, that's the, um, what am I trying to say? The, like, canary in the coal mine for, like, oh, Dan Harmon's not doing this anymore. Isn't that fucking ironic? Because, like, Isn't that fucked up, considering Dan Harmon as a man? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that fucked up? But for some reason, he's really good at writing things that are pointed and about sensitive things and inverting like expectations and doing it in like a tactful way despite <laughs> what are you fucking doing <laughs> you're saying you're meowing very, I think. i'm meowing you're speaking very highly of someone who has done those things oh i wasn't done i wasn't always. done okay, i was okay. gonna say he's good at doing this in writing despite being a terrible person but i'm saying even in his writing sometimes he doesn't quite do it like i mean sure. you still have an episode where Britta and Annie have a mud wrestling fight. I mean, like among other things. Right? Among other things, do but that's the one that leads the primarily to usage at the end of season one. Sure, and sure, sure. The vast like, majority of the first season and a half of Rick and Morty. Like this is not necessarily something that and is impervious. Himself the first season of Community has like a not insignificant amount of 2009 like Islamophobia. Like it's not. Yeah. It, you know, it for the time was maybe sensitive, but there's a lot of it that has aged but, like. But I think milk. I think what it does pull on is he he was not impervious to making gendered jokes. He did not lean on gender as a crutch. That's what I was getting sure. at. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sorry. I, I, no, I, 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 <laughs> now, now that no, Caleb, you're you're very right, and that's what you were getting at. I I'm really particular about words to a fault when it comes to this stuff. Also, just because especially with gender. A big part of what's going on right now is literally defining language that we haven't had before. So the words we use are very specific and for very specific reasons. And I know that that pisses a lot of people off too because it's like, oh, oh that's what I'm saying. And it's like, yes, but we, we – it's – you know, actively changing the words we use is a big part of it. And I think kind of that's what that what I wanted – what I was – I didn't have the words for it either until you kind of brought it up and that helped me get there. So thank you. But yeah, that's yeah. that's what that is. You know, yeah. it's – it's that um, this season, they're like, "What's funny? Oh no, boys are like this, girls are like this." Waka waka waka. It's like oh my 90s god, stand-up comedy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Literally, exactly. Nineties. Cannot wait for the episode where they talk about how Troy drives like this, but Jeff drives like this. Um, <laughs> but they also like the, the way that they make fun of that joke in an earlier season. I'm pretty sure, or maybe it's a later season. Is Troy tries out stand-up? He says, "You ever notice how Abed brushes his teeth like this?" But I brush my teeth like this. 
Yeah, Abed's doing stand-up. That was a tag from uh, uh, season three. Yeah, exactly. That to me is a perfect, is like, when, one of the things about this show is that it is not perfect. It does fall into those tropes, but also so frequently defies those tropes, flips those tropes into something unexpected, and that's why it's charming. And this whole yeah. season falls into a lot of decidedly gendered tropes, and it's not, it's not cute. It's not cute, lad. Not a good look. It's... It's not cute. Uh, also, uh, Daddy Host, I feel like I in particular have been stepping all over your shit tonight, and I do uh, apologize okay. for that. No, it's okay. I do. It's okay. I, I, I feel bad. I, I storm all over. Like, I just get, I'm like, I have words, and I just, like, storm all over. So I, I do. Uh, you in particular tonight, I feel. I'm sorry. It's fine. I have two kids. I'm used to it. <laughs> I have three kids. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a kids. call forward. Just, I have kids. Listen, um, I hate yeah. cops. I, That's the, exactly. <laughs> you got it, Jake. Uh, That's what I was beautiful. doing. I was, I was, I was doing. I, felt uh, it. I, I had to pull it out. Sure, I, I was doing uh, Shirley's character in uh, GI Jeff, uh, who is three kids, yeah. whose trademark is she has I have three, kids. three kids. Oh my god, I forgot about that episode. <laughs> Underrated. It's very good. It's very good. Isn't that the episode where they just start killing fucking people from Cobra? Cobra. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, what the fuck? We don't kill. No one's ever killed anyone. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun to talk oh, about. So uh, for some people, that's like their least favorite episode, and I'm like, <laughs> bitch, have you seen the Inspector Space Time Convention episode? <laughs> like, fuck, it's fuck so me. Weird. I just yeah, I think like also just because like I was such a big Doctor Who fan, I think a Whovian as they called it around <laughs> this time. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, Those were involuntary sounds that both of us just made. <laughs> oh, I could tell. Um, but there was something I remember kind of charming about the idea of this episode. You know what I mean? No, totally. It, it felt like being seen before, like, yeah. everything was about this. Yeah. Before, like, before everything was about nerd culture. Before Hot Back when nerd switched from goth clothing to nerd clothing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. When they went from yeah, My Chem uh-huh. t-shirts I to Flash it. t-shirts. I said the thing. I said the silent thing out loud. Yeah. Hot Topic. The culture maker. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so let's let's do our rankings for this week, um, shall we? So uh, starting with our end tags, our first end tag is American Inspector Space Time. Uh, this is f- funny to me. It, 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 you know, it rings true. This was an era where we were adapting a lot of British shows for American TV and making them dumber and worse. Uh, Life on Mars leaps immediately to mind, even though I watched every episode of that fucking show. Um, Wait, did I watch that show? It had uh, Harvey Keitel and Gretchen Maul on it for, like, no reason. No reason at all for them to be on that show. But they were there. Um, Anyway, I liked it. But I was also 13 years old. Uh, So let's uh, (laughs) see. It's not as good as the Starburns Memorial video at number 44. It's not as good as Coppelgangers. I just don't care about this end tag. Like, honestly, I saw it. I was (laughs) entirely unmoved. By it. I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it like haha cheeky. I found I liked that it gave Abed a moment to say I hate you to Pierce, but that like sure. I enjoyed that for personal <laughs> reasons, not entertainment reasons. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. So I could I could throw this way down the bird. And... <clears throat> uh, is this better than the Dildopolis advertisement? No. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, then let's go down. Is this better than Oh Lord No, our last place, 71? This is better than that. It is better than that. Okay. 
Uh, at least it's like a, a new idea. You know what I mean? It's like a new... Oh, you're like... want to fucking catapult into the sun. I say it almost every week. Because outside of community, it's funny. But in this specific setting, it sucks. So if I'm like feeding my kid something and she fucking catapults her spoon full of pears across the living room floor and I go, oh, Lord, no. That's just funny. That's funny. (laughs) That kills with the the two-year-old crowd. I would kill to watch that end tag. (laughs) That's great. Wow. Uh, Just come hang out with me for a little Jay. She'll get the full fucking... (laughs) Caleb's life is a fucking sitcom with messy kids I experience. Love that. Uh, I, I think I say put this as the new 71. Uh, I think Trader Audition Ooh. is better than this, but Or oh Lord No just hurts. It's somehow worse than this one. Oh no, so, hold on. Worse than I think the, this is worse, better than worse than Pierce and the Ice Cream Machine. I think this is better than that. Oh Lord No. Wait, what are we what are we ranking right now? The the, the, American, the American Inspector Space. That's the worst one. Time. Oh Lord No is better. You wow. think Oh Lord No is better than the Inspector? Yes, yes, because Oh Lord No is at least a little referenceable <laughs> in real life. I mean, that's actually a really valid point. It at least gets like a cent. This one, the literal, the most takeawayable thing from it, which is not a word I just said, is I hate you. And that's not unique <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, make it 72. I'm with Caleb, actually. I thought I would. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Wowzers! I did not see that coming. We don't like it, Kevin. I think. Kevin, I mean, I'm not. Kevin, I'm not saying because it because we push this end tag out of our memory, and then you see I mean, it I'm and not, go, "Oh, oh." Yeah. I'm not saying oh, it should Lord, have been no. number one. I just wasn't predicting the very bottom, but that's that's okay. Um, that's all right. Uh, the next end tag, uh, the Troy and Abed podcast. I actually like this one. It's cute. I actually like this one quite a bit, especially when they're doing the whole like. Like, they take the thing that the Germans were doing and they do it themselves. I I think it's kind of fun. It's cute. I like it. Uh, couple uh, gangers. I could put it above couple ganger. This, mm, I'm no, going to give couple gangers the edge. Yeah, I also think it's below why did he call me. I know no, that. Why did he call me? I, it's one of those things when I think back, I know why did he call me is ranked fairly low, but whenever I think back to why did he call me, it just makes me chuckle. Why did he call yeah, it's okay. extremely chuckle worthy. Yeah, that's fine. Well, then we're gonna put it beneath uh, John Goodman uh, with a trumpet. We're gonna put it beneath Dean Pelton at the rave. Uh, Betty, this is better than Betty White explains Inception. Yeah, fifty six. Yeah. I'll put it yeah. above that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Troy and Abed podcast. I feel like this is a little prescient on the podcast train. They've been around for a while, but I don't feel like they were. Tr- they were not super in the year huge at that time. No. I think that was right. probably more so like a nerdy reference at the time, and now it's just like a more of a pop culture reference. And they both work for Troy and Abed, but it flipped somehow. Absolutely. Uh, now to the episode rankings. I assume just, we're yeah, starting at drop. the bottom. Um, so number 73 is History 101. We are ranking against it Conventions of Space and Time. Literally what happens in History 101? That's the Hunger Deans. <laughs> this, these episodes are so bad this one's yeah. this one's this one's not excellent okay i will i'll just i'll put this particular bit out there the isolated elements of conventions of space and time that i like i like more than the elements i like 
from History 101. I second that. The I think the intro that alone is enough deep. to put it above History 101. Indeed. That I was like, oh, this is like a fucking explosion of energy. You know what I mean? What's... But I don't like it more than Basic Genealogy. Yeah, true, true. Which one's Basic true, Genealogy? True. That's Family Fam- Day, family which has day. like three excellent bits, and then the rest of the episode is pretty inconsequential. Is that uh, Abed's dad? One of them, yeah. One of but them. that's the one where they like Abed's cousin is there, and it's like kind of oh, weirdly Islamophobic. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, S four E three. I like that episode more than both of y'all, but that's okay. <laughs> I, the parts I like are fucking hysterical. Yes. It just doesn't. It just doesn't hang together as a piece. But like the windmill bit, uh, Chang roasting the classroom, classic bit. I will watch <laughs> the beginning of this episode at any time. Uh, conventions of space and time. Now on to alternative history of the German invasion. My issue with this episode oh is that it has, I've watched it twice in the last seven days and I've already forgotten everything about it. Um, <laughs> Wait, I remember, you just told me what happens in History 101? <laughs> Hunger Deans. Thank you. Abed TV. I, I would actually put uh, Season 4, Episode 4 below that. I really don't like History 101. Well then, but really it, yeah, it's not it's, the German. Space. The German episode makes me laugh more. At least Russ Hanneman is in this Man. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his name's uh, like Jason Demetopoulos or something like that. Yeah, he has a real name. Yeah, <laughs> sure. we should we should <laughs> make an effort to call him his real name once, maybe. But I don't know. I I boy, y'all, I'm not feeling it. Alternative history of the German invasion, new number 74. I try not to be a season four hater, but this patch of three episodes. It's one of those things where, like, what I remember... patch of four episodes, homie. None of them escaped the top 70. But, (laughs) hey, Paranormal Parentage is number 53. You know, it's not not at the top, but it's up Three of them don't drop top. When we we started this this podcast, I did a full, like, I finished my rewatch. I went ahead and just did a full rewatch. And I, like, didn't really hate season four. And now that we're, like, talking about it... Talking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, like... Now that we have to, like, discuss it. All the now time, that I have to actually kind think of, about you, Like, you have to... Once you start breaking it down and, like, looking at it with, like, I don't know, any sense of, like... I don't even want to say a microscope. A magnifying glass. Like, just a little bit more detail. You're like, oh... Yeah, Jace, it's like it's like eating a McDonald's hamburger when you're hungry. It will taste good, but the more you look at and think about what you're eating, the worse you're going to feel. <laughs> oh, oh my shit. Goodness. It's like, you know, a McDonald's hamburger, it'll get the job done in a pinch. I but guess. like if if everything was McDonald's hamburgers, you'd shit yourself to death. <laughs> but like technically it doesn't even count as food. What? It's, right. It's Legally, they never say the word food. <laughs> I think because scientifically it's not, right? That's, like, <laughs> that's not how that... I, I can't. I can't with you. It's like how they can't <laughs> call uh, them milkshakes because they have to call them shakes because there's no milk. <laughs> you can't You can't legally call it a milkshake. This feels... Yep. This, fe- this feels like... I, 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 my insides hurt. I don't... Like, like, and by my insides, I don't mean my, my stomach. I mean, like, my heart. Like, this hurts me. Even think that's what I said after eating McDonald's. Yeah, just don't like this. This hurts my soul. Don't get me wrong. For those listening to this podcast, I'm not harassing you. If like you, it's been two in the morning and you've had drinks and been like, "Dude, some 
Chicken Get McNuggets. Get me a goddamn McFlurry oh, right the fuck now. Because if you're going to yeah, tell me absolutely. that Chicken McNuggets are bad when you're drunk, you're out of your McFucking mind. They're delicious. <laughs> you, you but bastard. also, yeah. no have I slammed when you're drunk, though. Exactly. Have I slammed a fucking White Castle Crave case out of, like, necessity? 100% I have. Would I recommend the experience? Probably <laughs> <No>. not. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even eaten White Castle. Every time I eat my uh, castle, it's it's distinctly of the mindset of fuck around and find out. <laughs> Every fucking time, it's like you know what? Fuck it's the only it. way to do it. Fuck that it. should be their motto. That should be on the sign. White castle, fuck around, find fuck around. out. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, if you don't put oh. that on a fucking t-shirt, I swear to God. Oh, yeah, man. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to not get fucking sued by White Castle and merchandise this. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I love it. Uh, shit. I don't know. Y'all got anything to plug? I ain't got dick. Um, I mean, I got that cabaret coming up. I talked about it last episode. We pulled the info once more with feeling. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a friend of mine came to me uh, a little while back and was like, I want to do a cabaret of just trans folks doing musical theater stuff because we want to show the musical theater world what they're missing. Um, it's called Transpose. Uh, go ahead and there's give them a follow. It's going to be at Transpose Cabaret on Instagram and I believe also Twitter. You can also follow me on Instagram at J-A-C-E-N-Z-I-E-V. Um, and you also see a post. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Uh, ticket pricing is $5 if you're trans, $20 if you are cis. You can also... Uh, sponsor a ticket if you have a little bit of extra cash. That'd be super awesome. Or if uh, you know you're looking to request a free ticket, there's also a way to get that. And then half of the proceeds go to for the Gorals, which is a Black trans-led collective that curates parties to fundraise money to help Black transgender people pay for their rent, gender-affirming surgeries, smaller copays for medicines, doctors' visits, etc., and travel assistance uh it's a really great org it's a really great cause it's going to be a really great show it's going to be a really great night with a bunch of really great people and really great really great really great so yeah that's my plug <laughs> oh also i mean uh on on that same note i've said it before but you know if you're if you're trans i love you if you're cis i love you too but if you're trans i love you yeah i don't really have any plugs i just wanted to bring this up because i forgot to um tell y'all fantastic humans did you see that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. What? With Donald Glover? With Donald Glover. What? As a show I'm joking off already, baby. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Y'all, the, be the greatest thing ever made. The original Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a fucking pleasure of mine. It's I won't say good. guilty. I like good. that movie very a lot. Exciting. It's, like, very exciting. And those two doing it. I'm glad that one good thing came out of Solo, A Star Wars Story. And it's that those two are friends now. And they want to make shows together. Yeah. That is exciting yes. to me Oh, my God. The content Get? that they will create. I'm sorry. The art that they will make. Thank you. <laughs> I've uh, almost pooped when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I pooped. Uh, Get Phoebe uh... Waller-Bridge in the community movie Donald Glover. Um, would you love to see it? Um... But uh, let's see, we will be back next week to meet Jeff's dad and get to the root of this Changnesia issue. Um, Always remember, fuck content, make art, and we will see you next time. Pop, 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 pop.
What is the thing that they do in one of the episodes? I did found to be did found in fame. <laughs> that's their shortened tag. Have you noticed that? Anyway, that's me. No. <laughs> oh, you I mean like at the beginning of episodes? Yeah, I think it was one yeah, of the ones that yeah. they watched. Where they, they, some of the, some have... of the season four episodes are like 15 second intro yeah. tags I instead of like the... the reasons I should stay. And then it's like community move on it's literally it doesn't resolve do you know how fucking evil that is <laughs> from a musical perspective they uh that that sting they use it a little in season one as well mm-hmm. before they like settled on their rhythm and of course the best time they use that shortened tag is in the jack black episode uh where he talks about them throwing off their natural rhythm rhythm <laughs> wow. This has been a talk back podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.